0: Welcome to the Grace Podcast, a production of Grace Ministries in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us, and we pray that you are blessed and inspired. For more information about Grace, be sure to check out gmrh.org. Now let's listen in to this week's message. One of the anthems in in athletics is to finish strong. Whatever you do, finish strong. And um, so... With that today in our Christian walk, I want us to learn or understand that we need to finish strong. How many of you received encouragement or strength or direction from the Lord to to do something and you get to a certain point and you say, well, it must have just been me and it wasn't God? Anybody else? And we only have two or three honest people in the place today. That you feel the Lord instructed you to do something, and you go to to do it, and then it doesn't happen the way you envision it in your mind, and then you stop, you stop short, you stop before it happens, and 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 a lot of times in your prayer life and and receiving from the Lord and and seeking the Lord, you get to a certain point. And you say, well, God's really just not hearing my prayer. It must not just really happen the way I wanted it to happen. And so you stop. Or somebody in your life that's close to you says or does something that speaks against what God is saying to you. You know, you come up and you say, you know, Lord's given me this dream, this vision. He's given me this hope. He's given me this thought for ministry. And I want it to happen. And then they say, well, who do you think you are? You know, and they speak something into your life and all of a sudden it just shuts it down. And you and I need to understand that when God speaks to us and He does speak to us. He speaks to you. He speaks to me. And when He does, and you say, well, how does He speak? He speaks through His Word. Everything God does is not contrary to His Word. It is in his word. And he will speak that. And he will continue to do that. And God's all creative. How he does it may be different than how he did it before. But it will line up with his word. Amen to that. You know back then we didn't have planes or trains or automobiles way back right. Not the movie but just the reference of what we have right. And, and in that. There's a lot of ways that we're able to do stuff today, but the message of the gospel never changes. How we get there does, and the avenues that it may take to get there and minister does, but the message never does. So we must always understand that God's message never changes, and that He's a God of love, a God of, of hope and life, but He's a just God who cannot and will not tolerate sin. And sin cannot enter in His presence. So how did He make that happen? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So that part of the message is always true for us and always now for us. And that never changes. It is through Jesus Christ that we are even here today. And it's through His salvation that we have what we have. Amen. But many times we get discouraged. Anybody ever get discouraged? Come on. Let's talk about this today. Let's get real in our own heart and life, and that, that we, we get to a certain point and then we stop. God doesn't hear my prayer. You know, he's forsaken me. I'm all alone. Nobody understands. Oh, nobody ever uses that phrase anymore, dude. They just don't understand me. Huh? I don't want to minimize that, but that's a true thing that we say, isn't it? That nobody just understands, and we get to a certain point. This is more than I can handle. This is more than I can bear. How many of you ever use this phrase? I've had it. Right? And we get to all these things, and what we need to understand that that resistance and opposition. It's not a bad thing. In, in the weightlifting world, and you can tell I never was part of that world, <laughs> I did the five-pound thing, you know? You build up your arm and you strengthen your arms so that you can get closer to the table and pick up more on your fork. You know, that's the, that's the athletics that I like, right? But... Resistance is not a bad thing because you cannot grow physically in your muscles and in the strengthening of your life without resistance. By the same token, you and I cannot grow spiritually without the resistance and what the enemy is always given to us and we feel is a hardship, is a bad thing, is not a bad thing because it's a good thing because in it, God can be glorified if we will turn that to Him instead of to us or to something else. Amen? Amen. So resistance is not a bad thing. So I need to finish. And you say there's a lot of opposition. There's a lot of heartache. People just don't understand. Well, God does not call mistakes. His promises are not just floating out in the air. And if they come and they go. When God gives you a promise, I hope He intends for it to be fulfilled in your life. So what do we need to do? We need to finish. A couple of times through the message today, I'm going to stop and read a couple of things. And uh, so I want to do that. And so now I want to start it now. The hardest thing for most of us is to finish what we started. Wouldn't you agree? We've said this many times through the years. We have trouble finishing what we started. Hey, how many of you finished your projects? Come on, Be honest. How many of you have unfinished projects at home? So that means you don't finish. How many of you have multiple unfinished projects at home? How many of you say to yourself, it will happen one day? Right? We get an idea, have a dream, receive a calling, whatever we label it by, we are excited Don't we get excited when we see something, oh, can't wait, we're going to remodel the kitchen, Woo! all excited, and then about the time you get ready to tear it out, you think, this was a mistake, (laughs) right? And just trying to finish that. We're so excited, we purchased the coffee mug, we ordered the t-shirt, we're all in. But when hardships happen, what do we do? we stop. When it costs us more than we're willing to spend, we stop. We throw in the towel. We say, it must not have been God. God would never put me through this hardship. He would have never let that happen to me. Well, let me remind you to read how Jesus got to the cross. Let me remind you that there have been That the life of Paul and how he was beaten and he literally was beaten to death and God raised him back from the dead. There is pain and hardship, believe it or not, in the message and in the hope of the gospel with the one who's bringing it and even to the one who's receiving it many times. I was reading an account of a a missionary or a person who ministered in China and in that account, he was going along, God was using him mildly and when he got to the age of 52, he was arrested for preaching the gospel. In the last 15 years of his life, he spent in prison. But did he stop ministering? No. The message that God had placed in him was still greater than the obstacle that was before him. All of us face things in our job. All of us face things in life. All of us face things in family that brings hardship to our way. But what we must understand and realize that God can and will see us through every moment and every time, no matter what is going on around us. We must trust in this hope that we have. We must finish strong. And, and we're going to talk about how to do that in just a few minutes. So resistance is part of the idea. Without resistance, there's no development. Without pressure, there is no diamond. And too many times, on the edge of the results we desire, we give up. We stop too soon. So today, the message, the challenge is to finish the course. To finish strong. Sometimes you just got to buckle up, right? Sometimes you just got to tell yourself... I will not quit. You and I must stir up the gift of God that's within us and finish this strong. i got this quote for you today, and if you want to write this down, it might be a good thing, and I'll say it slowly. The nature of God's love is unchangeable. Ours alternates all too Readily. Let me read that again. The nature of God's love is unchangeable. Ours alternates all too readily. We fall in and out of love, like it's you know, deciding how many what drink to drink or what how to change clothes, don't we? I want to tell you again right now today, and I want to speak this strong to you. Love is a hundred percent choice that emotions follow. Love is not an emotion. Feelings come as a result of love, but love is more than a feeling and an emotion. When I make the choice to love someone, then the feeling comes with that, and then that sustains. But if I base my love on how I feel, then my love will change tomorrow. See, we have built and, and Hallmark has placed love as an emotion. But love is more than emotion. It's 100% a choice. And when I make the right choice, the right emotions come from that. Amen. Just like hatred is, can have emotions. I make the choice to hate, and then that, that emotion of hatred comes forth. Everybody understand that? It is, our, it is our habit to love God, if it is our habit to love God with our own affection we shall turn cold towards him whenever we are unhappy. Wow. Just like with an individual. If we base a relationship on, on if we're happy or not, then after a while, that relationship will go cold because we're not happy at the moment. Isn't that true? So with that My love for him, my commitment to him cannot be based on whether I'm happy or not or whether or not there's resistance in my life or whether or not things are going the way I anticipated in my life. I must understand that his calling is sure, his calling is now, his calling is complete, and his calling is forever. And when I walk in that, and as a child of God you have been called and chosen And selected by God. Glory to God. So we need to understand that part. I need to finish strong. I don't need to allow this emotion of who I am to determine what happens in my life. Because if I get up and go to work based on how I feel, I will never go to work. Because some days I just don't feel like it, and some days I feel too good to go. (laughs) I don't want work to ruin my day, right? Same thing in life, in ministry. You and I can come to a place of ministry, and sometimes it just doesn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. Sometimes I come to church, and sometimes I think this is going to be a great message, and I get up here, and it is not. It's not based on anybody in the room. It's just not a good message from me today. And I go home discouraged, despondent. It didn't happen the way in my head, the way I thought it was going to happen. And then I just say to myself, they just didn't get it. (laughs) And if we base it on how we feel or how it makes us feel at that moment, and I base it on an emotion instead of a truth, then that's where i stumble that's where i fall that's where i give up i must finish strong must finish strong galatians 6 some of you will wonder when is he going to get there galatians 6 for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting and let us not be, what, weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. We need to reap. And as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Let's do good to one another. Sometimes we get that message wrong, don't we? We tend to want to do better to somebody outside the church than somebody in the church because we just don't like some of them in the church. Did I say that out loud for you all to hear it? I just thought I thought it. Right? But isn't that a truth? So let us do good to people in the house of God. Let us not become weary or be weary in well-doing. You know, there are times in, in ministry and in life and with people that you you work harder than they do. You ever experienced that? Yeah. Huh? You working harder for something good to happen in their life than they are. And then you get after a while and you say, Well, you know, he said to go the second mile, and I'll say, Well, I don't know where that second mile was, but it's about ten miles back. Right. You feel like you've gone so far and so hard at whatever. But aren't you glad that God doesn't say that to us? He doesn't look at me and say, well, Tim, I don't know where that second mile was I was supposed to have with you, but it was about 5,000 miles back. Aren't you glad that God is always ready to reach out and to love us and care for us? In well-doing, there is no limitation. There's none. There's none. How many times are you supposed to forgive? In a day. In a day. I used to count up that math on that one. And then I realized how big it was and I said, Lord, I don't really need to know the math, right? I've not come close to exhausting that. And somebody says, well, Pastor, how far is too far with that relationship? I don't know, but most likely none of us have ever embraced it. There's always a way to love. There's always to do a way to do well. And I'll leave it right there. Quite. So in what ways do we grow weary? <coughs> Let me bring it down to that. And make it simpler for us. We grow weary in praying, don't we? We pray for something that doesn't happen. You know, we get caught up into the American culture of what is supposed to happen. We used to call it name it, frame it, right? You you say it and it's supposed to happen instantly. And church world has got caught up into that and got caught up in how much we give and don't give. And, and then so we get caught up in our prayer life and... Then we get caught up into, quote, unquote, the warfare praying and how that happens. And we get all these different types of prayer things that we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. And instead of realizing that prayer is just you and I communicating with our Heavenly Father. We try to come up with all these angles to get God to do what we want to do. Not much different than our own children, teenage children And sometimes adult children trying to manipulate us to get what they want from us. Oh, me? Man, I must have hit a big nerve on that one. But isn't that the truth? So we try to manipulate these things and angle these. I did that with my dad. It hardly ever worked. But I tried it. I mean, even as an adult, I would try to get him and put him in a position to do what I wanted him to do. But that didn't happen. That's human nature, to work our angle and stuff. So in the church world, if we're not careful, we try to bring our nature into getting God to, to manipulate God to be what we want Him to be. But let me tell you, God is unchanging. And what we need to do is yield and conform to Him, because once we're born again, we're no longer our own. We belong to Him. He purchased us. And the old Tim Bowen is dead, so the manipulator is supposed to have died way back, right? So in my prayer life, I get frustrated. Luke 18.1 says, men ought always to pray and not faint. So we can't give in to doubt, to fear, unbelief, discouragement, or excuses for unbelief when prayer is not answered immediately. So what do we do? We must rebuke and resist all opposition to the answer and all suggestions to failure. We have been blood-bought by the divine Savior. Don't lose heart. And God's given you a direction. God's given you a purpose and a plan. You pray and you stay in that purpose and in that plan and you do what He's given you to do. And even though things around you seem like they won't happen, God always has a way, and it's His way to make it happen, not my way to make it happen. Amen? I must finish strong in my prayer life. I must speak the promise and not the failure. Faith. We lose heart in faith, don't we? Sometimes we have trouble believing. Wouldn't you agree? 2 Corinthians four sixteen, for which cause we faint not, but through our outward though our outward man man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So you and I desire for faith to grow in us, less quit listening to the wrong voices. And most of the time, the wrong voice is my voice. Right? He renews us every day. So that promise he gave me in the beginning, he's stirring it up today. That hope he gave me way back, it is still here today. He renews it every day. He's just not giving me something new every day and forgetting the old calling, the old dream, the old purpose. He's he's building on what he started way back then for it to continue in here today. It's a continual building, continual growing. So I must finish strong. Sometimes I must look at myself and say, Tim, straighten up. Who do you think you are doubting God? Who do you think you are allowing this thing to whip you? You need to get up and do something about it and allow yourself to serve God. Sometimes I have to kick myself into britches. That's hard. So that's not too hard. I just call Cheryl and she can handle it real well. But sometimes we must tell ourselves, Self, you will not do that anymore. Self, you will believe God. This is the promise. Self, you will complete what is God set before you. You will not fail. You're going to walk in that promise. Because when you walk in His promise, there's hope, there's life, there's joy, there's peace, there's strength, there's comfort. All those things are there that He brings with you. But sometimes we just need to rise up and go beyond where we are. We must believe what He has said. So the problem with us and if we really looked at ourselves, we're listening to too many other things. Even Not just that says that we're going to fail, but just the voices of the world, period. what we watch, what we sing, what we say, the people around us, their conversation, when we hear more of that than we did the promises in the Word of God, then that will always choke out His promise. So I must tell myself, that's why there are times I put that Scripture on and I listen to it all night long. You want to sleep well? Well, play that Scripture. And just let it. it, And it's amazing what will happen to you to your sleep. It's amazing what will happen to your spirit. It refreshes and strength. The Word of God is creative. It didn't just create in the beginning. It is still creating today because it's taking this old man and doing away with it and in building this person up in the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you and I can follow after the promise. Again, concerning faith, Second Corinthians four sixteen. For which cause we faint not. We had said that already. I get excited. I want to talk about fellowship. I get excited about my own notes. Fellowship, Galatians nine. Let us not be weary and well doomed for in good season we shall what reap. Don't hesitate to do good to people. Say kind words. Do good things. And I'm telling you right now, this ministry, this fellowship, you are one of the most giving people I've ever encountered in my life. What you do and how you do in ministry and reach out to people and to this community and around by just serving and loving and caring for people and doing good things to people is off the chart. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It is off the chart. It is unheard of. So when I say in that, sometimes we get to the point, well, you know, we don't need to do that anymore. We need to continue building. I'm not here to get more money from you, but I'm here to tell you that we need to continue in well-doing. We need not to let that fall. We need to continue to love and care and do the things we do. Amen? We need to have fellowship with one another. We need to encourage that with one another. So, how do we overcome this part that we have trouble with? If I am weary in this part, how do I overcome that? How, Pastor, I know what I need to do. You told me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me how I can get better. So, out of your own need, love. Out of your own need, love. And we need to do that out of obedience and not out of sacrifice. The Scripture tells us that obedience is greater than sacrifice. If I'm doing something just to do it, then stop. I need to be obedient to what He's given me to do and do that well. Amen? Reach out to those around us. Love people into the kingdom. And loving people in the kingdom isn't walking around singing kumbaya every day. It just means it just love people. And sometimes it's, it's a super nice love, and sometimes it's a hard love. Sometimes there's somebody looking at me and say, Pastor, what are you doing? Right? When my mom and dad disciplined, did they love me? Absolutely. They just loved me in the way I didn't want them, wanted them to, right? You and I need to look at one another sometimes and say, what are we doing? We're not judging you or condemning you, but what are we doing? But at the same time, most of the time, we just need to love one another, find a way to help, to encourage, to strengthen one another, to bless one another. Sometimes in our circumstances, we need somebody to bless us out, but that blessing out is not using cursing words. It is using words of hope and encouragement and strength. Amen? We bless them out of their circumstance. We need to do that with people in the kingdom. Love them in the kingdom. And if somebody offends you and hurts you, bless them. I have trouble with that one. Right? Anybody else have trouble with that one? But if I want to finish strong, that's what I do. I want to finish this walk strong. That's what I do. Live in His overcoming, not in your overcoming. He said, because He is overcome. What well, was in John 16:33? These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye may ha- you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's not sending us or telling us to do something that he himself has not already done. And we will live in his overcoming power and in his overcoming might, not in our own. Because in my own, I still get discouraged. In my own, I still have hardship. In my own, I still do dumb things. If somebody tells you differently, they're lying. All of us do dumb things, don't we? We just don't want to admit it. But in that, I won't live in my strength and my power and my understanding. I'm going to live in His. And I'm going to say, Lord, I need Your help. I need Your strength. I need You to guide me. Speak to my mind. Speak to me directly. Send the right person in my path so that I can hear and receive what You're going to say to me, not only from You but from the surrounding people around me. Live in his overcoming. And the last thing I want to tell you, Jonathan, you can come is this. Don't lose sight of the promises of God. And I'm gonna use this as a an example, so please understand what I'm saying in this regard. If the Lord commissioned you to open up an auto mechanic shop, some would say, well, why would you do that? There's a hundred of them on every corner. There's guys all over everywhere that work on cars. You don't need to work on cars. Or somebody says, you know what? You need to open up this clothing store. There's a new thing, and I think if you did this, you know, the Lord spoke to you and you said, you know, there's clothing shops everywhere. Or, you know, they give you this idea of Of doing this, and you say, Yeah, I think that's a great idea, and everybody around you will tell you why it will not succeed. And you need to have a good plan, you need to do all the right things to make that happen. But if we listen to other people's words instead of what we feel God is speaking to us, then what's going to happen? We won't walk in the promise. I remember my brother Terry, um, hard-working man, always been, extremely hard-working man. He was uh, worked a couple jobs at a time. He worked for the great fish hook. Everybody remember the fish hook? Uh, everybody over 40 remembers the fish hook. But he wanted more. He wanted more than that. And he felt that there was something greater than that and there's some talent. So he looked at something, I think, online or through the mail and and uh, started making keys out of his trunk of his car. My dad, who was a mechanic, owned his own shop, said that'll never happen, that'll never work. You don't need to do that. You need to find you something else. You need to find you a stable job. You need to do this. You can't raise, you can't support your family on making keys out of your car. And Terry saw something more than that. And so now, one of the most respected locksmiths in our whole state, because he didn't listen to the words of even his own father or he did listen to him enough to let it motivate him to prove him wrong one of the two when our heavenly father speaks to us there's always going to be somebody to say why it cannot happen and if you ever have a conversation with me and I give you an idea don't play the devil's advocate that he doesn't need your help don't use that phrase You don't want to be a partner with the enemy at all. Right? You can give suggestions and you can give help, but don't be the enemy's advocate. But in the end, you and I need to speak promises and hope and strength to one another. We need to hear the promise and speak the promise to ourselves, Because when no one else will speak it, we need to hear ourselves say, "This is what God spoke to me." Some thirty-five years ago, maybe closer to forty. Yeah, it probably is forty. Gosh, don't want to say that. If I really think about it, it's probably closer to forty-five. God spoke to my heart and said that I would pastor in the city. And I did everything possible for it not to happen. I listened to other people to say it would not happen. And I did everything I could for it not to happen. Does that mean that I was not a believer? No, I was a believer. Did I work in a church? 100%. Was I on staff at a church? Absolutely. But I was not going to be the pastor of a church. I made up my mind that that was not going to happen. And I did everything I could for it not to happen. But I didn't want anybody to know that. I didn't want anyone to hear or, or me say that. I wanted to be the good guy. I wanted to say, man... Tim's doing this, and look at what the... I I did all the things behind the scenes that everybody's supposed to do. I would minister, I would speak, I would work in the church. I did all those things, and uh, and I'd like to think I did them well. But that wasn't what God had spoken to me. That was what I was doing, and that was blessed, but that's not what God spoke to my heart at a young man age that would happen. And then one day, God put me in a position that I didn't have anywhere else to turn but be the pastor. I was in a position, and at that moment, I didn't have anywhere to go except to run or receive and walk in his promise. And at that moment, I yielded. So for over 20 years now, that's what I've been doing. Has it been easy every day? No. And if I'm honest with you, there are some people, the only regrets I have is I didn't see if I could whip them or they could whip me. There are some people I wish I'd fired. There are some people that I had difficulty with and they had difficulty with me but I can't tell you how many people that through the ministry and the power of the living God that God has not touched or changed their life as a result of the ministry that God's given us the things I needed to repent of I repented of things I needed to correct it I have corrected but in the middle of all of it I've had my ups and downs There are days I didn't want to come to church. There are days I didn't want this calling on my life. And I was hoping somebody would tell me, you need to quit. But then the promise was deep rooted and deep founded in my heart and in my soul. And I said, I've got to finish what God started. I can't quit. And a pastor is not what I do, it's who I am. It's the calling and election that God has placed in my heart. I don't mean that as that I'm superior than anybody else. I'm just telling you, when God gives you that hope and that calling and that direction for your life, it's not what you do. It's not your occupation. It's who you are. And God has placed those things in you. You are a child of God. And you and I need to embrace that and tell ourselves from time to time, of the promise that he put in you so that you can hear it and you rehearse it in your heart so when the time comes and you need to stand tall and stand firm in what God's given you to do you won't waver you won't question it but you'll be there and you'll be ready and that's what has to happen in each of our lives for me to finish strong I got to believe I'm doing the right thing I got to believe that God I'm doing what God gave me to do And what he's given each and every one of us to do first and foremost is to be that child of God because that's what he's created us to be. We don't need to live as the child that we were. We need to live the child that we are and we are a child of God. And we need to finish that strong. That means we walk different, we talk different, we live different because we're from a different household than the world we live in. That's the promise. And I speak to myself about that. Yesterday on TV, some fans, their world was crumbled because their team didn't win. Can you be real about that? Their life is over. Over again. Aren't you glad that this Christian walk is not that fickle? When we walk in the promise and in the hope of His calling, our footsteps are sure. We will not slip and fall. We will not stumble because He's always there to support and to help. Amen? Stand to your feet. What what has God spoken to you about your life? Today, you may say, well, he's really never spoken something directly. I, I just told me to, to be a good man, a good woman. Well, be that. And he may put a specific calling on your life. What do you do? You speak that promise to yourself. You write it down. Put it on your mirror. Put it somewhere where you see it regularly so that you can see and hear and receive that promise first every day. Because when you rise in the morning, He will order and direct your footsteps. He will order and direct your days. Because the steps of a righteous man or woman is what? Ordered of God. So whatever you're facing today, whatever you're going through, God has equipped you and made you ready for His promises to live in and through you. I tell you that Lord sweep over all of us. Amen. Father God, we need your help today. Lord, I ask that you speak directly and specifically to those who need that this morning. I ask that you help us all walk in that promise and that help, so that we can love and care for one another. For Lord, one calling is not greater than the other one. One direction is not more important than the other. All of us have been called to do the same thing, and that's to honor and worship you and to tell of your love to our entire world. That's paramount in each of us. But Lord, you've given specific things for each of us to do. Lord, let us hear and receive that so that we can walk in that truth and live that before our world and in this life. When we get discouraged or despondent, we get down. Let your promise rise up within us. Your help rise up within us, Lord God, so that we can fulfill that promise, so we can walk in that truth, for we need you, Lord God, more than ever. We need you now more than ever, Lord God, for Lord God, we receive, we walk in, we speak your love and your promise to our very life today. So right now, I want to ask you to do the thing where you put your hands almost like a mirror in front of you and I want you to speak God's promise to you today. Lord, I need your help. I need your promise. This is what you've given me to do, and I will do it, Lord, with all my heart. I will do it with all my heart, Lord God, and I will speak your promises to my very life every day because I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to keep you but just another second, but I want to tell you something. Some of you may look at yourself, well, I'm I'm just a mom. No, you're not. God has ordained and chosen your children to be in your house. You are the perfect mom for your children. Well, I'm just a dad. I'm just doing the dad thing. Nope. God selected you and chose you. To be the father of your children. You are the best father that that child could ever have. You're the best mom that child could ever have. God chose you and put you with them. Stand firm in that promise. Stand firm in that promise. In your life, wherever you are, God handpicked you and placed you at that place. No matter where you work, or what you do for a living at this moment in the times past or this moment now, God hand-selected you and placed you in that company. He placed you in that place of of, of business. He placed you in your house. He placed you in your church. He has placed you where you are. God did that. Because this is where he wants you to be, and this is where he wants you to live, and this is what he wants you to do. And wherever you are, you're his representative, his hope, for that place and those people. God has hand-selected you to be there. Walk in that promise. Walk in that promise. And when you do, God will cause you to flourish. He'll cause his truth to flourish. He'll cause your life to flourish. He'll cause his name to flourish wherever you are because you're walking in that promise that he's given you at that time and that place. Amen.